Welcome to QFIS Network. Hi everyone, my name is Joao Zaganelli and I'm the treasurer of QFIS. Today it is my pleasure to introduce Nishan Bomia on the QFIS Network. Nishan has read mathematics from Goldman and Keyes College and he was the quant director as part of the QFIS committee for the period 2018 to 2019. Nishan interned at Goldman Sachs where he has now joined the structure credit strats team. He has also previously interned at BNP Paribas in global capital markets as part of the FX structuring and electronic credit team's desk. During his time at Cambridge, Nishant was involved in organizing the Stana cultural event and has been a key figure in the Cambridge Indian Society. Hi Nishant. Hi Duad, thanks for having me. I hope everyone's well who's listening to this. Yeah, good to be here. Great, so let's just get straight into it and we'll start right at the beginning. So how did you get interested in finance? What made you really realize that you want to have a career in finance? Yeah, so um, I've got, my family has no background in finance. Both my parents are doctors. And um, so I went to study maths. I studied maths at uni, I just graduated. So I really didn't really know what I wanted to do when I entered university. I kind of had an inkling that finance could be something I was interested in just because it's something that a lot of people do. And it's something which is kind of vaguely applicable to maths in some vague sense. But I, I didn't have a definite idea when I went to university. When I got to university, I met loads of different people and it, finance was kind of a buzz thing. Everyone wants to go into banking, everyone wants to do that. So naturally I was kind of wanted to explore a bit, a bit more. So I applied for some spring weeks, did some internships, and then that helped me make up my mind. So let's delve a bit further into that. So really, how did you choose which division as part of um, finance you really wanted to go into. Why did you choose to maybe head down the more markets route rather than going for something more corporate and investment banking mergers and acquisitions? Oh yeah, that's a good question. I think it's a question that loads of maybe first or second years at uni want to, want, are thinking about right now. So um, I guess if we look at my strengths, I think one of my strengths is my quantitative skill. I studied maths. I think that that's a strength of mine and I wanted to go into a career which kind of uses that strength and I also wanted to, I think I'm a kind of person who wants to do something quite fast-paced quite dynamic so a markets environment is perfect for that the trading floor is like there's always a buzz around um, at least when you could go in because of no coronavirus there's always a buzz around like loads of people are around it's kind of a very collegiate atmosphere and also on the quantitative side you have some people who do spend a lot of time coding doing models even traders trading really exotic products. There is a quite a high quantitative aspect to it. In terms of why not M&A or traditional banking? Um, to be honest, um, I haven't really explored it that much. I just, on inkling, I didn't think I was going to be very well suited to that. It's a very different kind of business to sort of markets. Markets is very dynamic and fast paced. So trades happen on the time scale of like minutes to maybe weeks at most. That's, that's, that's a typical duration of a trade. Um, if you look at M&A, I think they go on, I don't, I'm not an expert, but I think the typical timescale would be months or years. So it's quite a different sort of, it's quite different in terms of timescale and in terms of ability, I don't think, uh, in terms of sort of skill set, I think it requires a slightly different skill set. Um, M&A, I think, especially when you go senior, I think it's all about relationship management and that kind of side of things. And I'm not sure. Sh- at least at the moment, I'm not sure if that would be something that appeals to me so much. I guess I could change and there's obviously going to be opportunities to change in the future, but this was my inkling why I went into markets. 
Oh, cool. That's that's really insightful, actually. And I think we're delving on the fact that you spoke a bit about that you're naturally you're naturally inclined more quantitatively. So, as a mathematics graduate, would you say that the work you do as part of your theme at Goldman Sachs um, requires a certain degree of quantitative expertise, or do you think these skills are things that you can just learn on the job? That's a really good question, and something which probably lots of people do maths or other subjects are interested in. Um, so I think a maths degree is definitely not required to do the job that I'm going into, I've just joined. So um, it, you won't be using your stuff that you use, uh, learnt in lectures on a day-to-day -day basis. Very, very few people will be doing that, and that will be on very, very small instances. It would be at the odd thing here and there. So definitely having that background in certain roles may help a little bit, but it's not a prerequisite in any way, shape or form for mo the vast majority of roles. Um, but I would say that having a quant, so I'm going into a strats team at Goldman, which, which in other firms might be called something similar to a quant team. And having a quantitative sympathy is, is something which is helpful, both in terms of the application process, they're going to test you on sort of mathematical problem solving in the application process. And also on the job, you need to think, I think a maths degree is great in that it teaches you to think in a particular way. And they're not actually looking for the sort of the, the analysis or the calculus to, or to a certain extent, they're actually looking for the way you problem solve and the way you think. And that's the really transferable skill. That's not to say that you can't learn that skill through other degrees. That's why I would say for the vast majority of things, having a maths degree is not a prerequisite, but it definitely won't harm. And hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. So Another really important part, I'm sure, of your job is the ability to code. So would you say that you need a lot of experience with Python or Java before you join, or is that something that Goldman and any other firm would train you up in? Yes, so that's another good question. So um, the way the world's going, coding is going to become a huge part of the world. It, it already is, and it's only going to increase. So I think the ability to code is always going to be very useful, whatever profession you're in, in the industry it's going to be super useful. But at an entry level, even if you're going for the straps or quant roles, which in, on the actual job is coding is an essential skill, at a summer internship level or even a graduate high level, they aren't expecting too much. So they would expect some basic knowledge. So a, a, maybe a basic course you've done online, like a 10 hour course or something that you could do in a weekend. So it's really not a very high level, um, but they probably would kind of expect a very basic level. So do you understand basic uh, coding logic? Have you ever made any kind of program in any language? The actual specific language is really not important. It's more the logic behind it. The other thing I'd say with coding is, coding is something which is very easy to pick up if you're thinking a logical way. So, and that comes with practice with coding, but you can also develop it in other ways. So if you studied maths, or you did something like that and spend a lot of time thinking about logical problems, you automatically have some ability at coding, even if you haven't done much before. So I think they are looking for your ability to learn coding fast, but in terms of actual knowledge, when you enter a summit, summer analyst level or even a full-time analyst level, they're not expecting too much. But I definitely say if you're thinking about going into a quantitative role like straps or quants, or even trading nowadays, um, having some basis of coding is really good and it's going to differentiate you in some way. That's, that's that again, just really insightful and really, I'm sure that our viewers really enjoy that, hearing about that. But I'd say 
During your time at Cambridge, you obviously heavily involved in a lot of the cultural societies. Did you find that any of the extracurriculars you were involved in during your time at Cambridge really helped you when it came to applying for roles? Yeah, it's a good question. So I did a bunch of stuff when I went to Cambridge. I was in charge of an Asian karate cultural show. I was on the KUFIS committee. I played on college sports teams. I did quite a few different things. And so would it help on an application directly? I did obviously put some of the stuff on my application. If I'm honest, I don't think recruiters looking at my CV are going to look at the point that I was on my college badminton team or I was in charge of a cultural show and think, okay, I therefore want to hire this person. I don't think that's going to be the most major part. So on a direct level, I would say it's probably not going to help too much. I think I would qualify that. I can only qualify that for the things that I've applied for. So especially for market roles or strat roles, strat roles in particular, I don't think it's going to be too relevant. I think academics are slightly more important than that. However, the one thing I would say is, so when you do extracurricular activities, you learn skills which you wouldn't otherwise learn in a, in a maths degree. At least I wouldn't have otherwise learned. And I think I, I've started to realize this, that what in a workplace environment is very different to sort of academia, so school or university, you have to interact with people a lot. You have to be very comfortable like talking to people, emailing people, communicating well with people, getting along with teams, understanding how people work. That is incredibly important. It's, and it's a skill that you don't, you don't have classes at, at school saying, how do you communicate with people? You don't have lectures at university saying, how do you get along well in the team? So having an ability to do that is very helpful for any profession, not finance, not just finance, for any profession, but especially in finance. Finance is at the heart of it, of people's business. So the ability to interact well with people is going to be always going to be really helpful. So I'd say on an indirect level, those activities were super, super useful in that, in developing those skills in me. Thanks again for that. I think, um, let's head, at the very beginning, you mentioned that you secured a couple of spring weeks. So would you mind telling us about your experiences on them? Yeah, sure. So as I was saying at the beginning, um, I really didn't have a clue about finance and I heard some people were applying for spring weeks sometime late in my first year. So I scrambled to put some applications together right towards the deadlines and applied for some stuff. If I'm honest, I did research it a bit, but I didn't really know much about what I was applying for. I just applied for whatever was available. So I did manage to get two spring weeks. I did a spring week within finance and risk at Goldman and a spring week within tech at Morgan Stanley. If I'm honest, even if I'd done a bit of research, I really didn't understand any of them before going in. So the spring weeks were super, super useful in just, just giving me an eye-opener as to how the industry works, how banking works, how an investment bank works. In terms of the spring weeks in particular, so I think I realized I didn't really like either of the roles. The roles weren't probably perfectly suited for me. I thought tech was not as dynamic as I wanted to be and but same with finance and risk. I, I don't think they were as suited to me as something like markets, in my opinion. Um, but they were really useful in that I got to meet some other people. I got to ask them about their jobs. I got to go inside an investment bank and see how it works. I Just soaking in the atmosphere, I think, was really useful. And then that gave me sort of the tools to sort of apply for summer internships. And it, gave me, it helped me understand what I really wanted to do. So they were very useful, even though I didn't end up going into those divisions. Great. So related to that quite quickly, would you have any advice for people who've applied for spring weeks and maybe not been that lucky to really receive an offer? Yeah, that's that 
um, I was kind of in that position in that um, I did spring week and then I realized I, I don't think this division is quite for me. Um, I think I just take it as a learning experience. Okay, well, well, if you did the spring week and didn't convert, then think, um, is this division really for me? Which divisions is, is a good idea? And talk to as many people as possible. Uh, and then try to make a, try to think about it and make a decision as to what you want to do next. Do you want to do finance? And if finance, which, which divisions do you want to go into? If you didn't get the spring week, again, I'd, I'd, I'd take it as a process of self-reflection. Like everyone's done applications and failed in the industry, I think. So, so just, just analyze um, why, do you think, why do you think it didn't work? I think a really good thing to do is like um, try to get someone who's either working at the place that you want to work or someone who's got some experience with it to look at your application. Um, so for example, if you want to do Goldman Strats, hit me up on LinkedIn and ask me, um, what do you think is good to put an application that that would be a really good thing to do that they'd probably give you some useful advice as to what they're actually looking for and some practical insights into the application process and that would that would be something I would adopt it for me. Perfect. Um, so during your time you interned at BNP as well as Goldman Sachs. So if we start with your internship at BNP Paribas, how did you find it overall and what was a typical day or week like over there? Cool, yeah. So I interned at BNP at the end of my second year. Um, I interned within the global markets division. So that would be like basically the trading floor, trading business. Um, that includes trading, structuring, sales. I, and I interned specifically within trading and structuring, essentially. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was, my, it was my first experience on the trading floor. And I think the thing I take about talks thing about an internship is it's essentially a free ticket into the uh, into the organization you're there you have there for 10 weeks um you you have the free pass to go and meet as many people as you can try to learn as much as you can and no one's going to say why are you asking this question you know you should know this already why don't you know this it's you're you're essentially expected to know nothing it's only gain so I really enjoyed that. I took the chance to try to talk to as many people as possible. So anyone doing an internship, I'd say, obviously you need to do your projects and the stuff you're assigned to, but I'd say equally important is try to understand what the people around you do. Uh, try to understand what each different uh, asset, so if I was in trading, I tried to understand what the different asset classes are. Try to talk to one person within each of them. Try to talk to someone on sales, trading, structuring, strats, quants, tech everyone try to understand how the whole business works because I think it's something which people really don't understand before they go into the industry in, in the majority of cases it's something which you can't really um, get that without going into the organization so sort of living and breeding it so I'd say I'd highly recommend that for someone going back to your question you say um, what did I do and what was my typical day like so I I, it was a rotational internship. I did two different uh, desks. One was an electronic trading desk and one was a structuring desk. Both of them, because of my text, like programming skills, I was kind of working, working in Python, doing some programs to help automate some stuff, essentially. And yeah, so a typical day, it varied a bit. And there was no sort of fixed structure, especially because I was changing across desks. But I generally get in around, I want to say about, 7:38 ish and hopefully leave by you know it varied the leaving time did vary quite a lot but um on an early day maybe 6 6 30 that's quite early on a on a late day it could be 8 8 30 on a couple of occasions it went 
beyond that. But yeah, so I'd say on average, like a 12 hour day at BMP was um, a pretty good standard day. And, that, and I think the key with an internship is don't take it like I, I'm, I'm chained here to work for 12 hours and after that I can run away. Take an interest into things. So there's no point being in the office doing nothing. So if you're in the office, try to make the most of it. Try to talk to as many people as you can. So if you've got some time free, try to arrange to talk to someone who does something that you don't know about. Uh, try to try to really utilize the experience as much as you can because after the 10 weeks have gone you can't go back into the building you can't go and ask them those questions again awesome that's, that's insightful i think if we ask go and really do the same analysis on your internship at goldman so how did you find that yeah so so the internship at bmp was in like more traditional trading and um structuring which would come under your general like global markets internship and i enjoyed it but i wasn't sure whether like i really wanted to do I, at least i wasn't satisfied at explored all the options and i i will i didn't want to commit to a career so i did get an offer from there but i wanted to try something different at least before accepting an offer firmly and sort of essentially sealing my fate so i interned in goldman in the strats division which is a division which is aligned with market so you sit on the trading floor it's a division which is like a subdivision which is very very kind of particular to goldman not many other places have the same kind of role um so strats sit on the trading floor work very very closely with trading and structuring i mean a variety of different roles usually quantitative in some way so that would be um looking at pricing models looking at exotic products how to price how to risk manage that would be a very brief synopsis and there's many other things that they cover so it was a slightly different internship to the one at bmp although they're obviously in, both in the trading floor similar products but slightly different um so that that was the motivation behind doing the internship at goldman in terms of how i found it I enjoyed both internships. I think there are a lot of similarities. I found that the people at Goldman and BNP were on the whole very friendly. They were up for sort of going out and for coffee and sort of discussing what they do, exploring what, what they do in a bit more detail and kind of learning as an, in an apprenticeship kind of fashion. Again, the hours were similar to BNP, I'd say maybe a bit longer. And the Goldman internship, the main difference, I think the project work was slightly more intense in that you were aligned to one desk rather than two desks. So they did have like a quite substantial project, which is quite a big part of the internship. Um, so that would be the main difference. Okay, that's really useful. And I guess the next thing we probably want to talk about is, do you have any tips or advice for people looking to apply for market-based roles at any firm whatsoever? What would be your key piece of advice? Interesting, yeah. Um, if you're looking to go into markets and you made that decision, I, I'd say the key is to get an internship. If you haven't done an internship, it's kind of difficult to know whether you're really well suited to it. Um, so I'd say try to get an internship and so apply to all the places that you think you're interested in. So all bulge bracket ranks will have internships and there'll be plenty of like trading firms, uh, market makers, systematic market makers. There's so many options out there. Apply to whichever ones you're interested in. I'd say try to um, dig a bit deeper than the surface. So I think all of us have some, I at least had a lot of misconceptions about what a trader does. 
misconceptions about banking, misconceptions about the industry. And I think especially if you don't come from that background, you don't have any in your family who works in an investment bank. I think it's quite hard to understand what actually goes along. Um, so try to really actually understand what you're getting into. And it's, it's, it's a continuous process. I'm still undergoing that right now. But I think I'd say if you want to go into markets, try to do an internship. During the internship, as I was saying, um, speak to as many people as possible. Try to take it as experience as a free pass in the trading floor and try to learn as much as possible. And then you'll get really a good idea of what's in, what you're interested in, which, which areas you think you could be interested in, which kind of roles you could be interested in. And then the other thing is really leverage your network. So when you get into a big organization like a bulge bracket like Goldman, um, Leveraging your network, building a network is really, really important and that's going to really help you. So I can give a story uh, at Goldman. Um, I actually interned in a different team to the team I'm joining. I interned in a slightly different team. I really liked the team, but I wasn't sure if it was the best fit for me in terms of the work was kind of very um, infrastructure heavy, you could say, and more computer science based and a little bit less mathematical. So I wasn't sure if it's quite the right fit for me, but I, we got given like a bunch of mentors and kind of senior people who could guide us through the internship process. And so they were kind of there as a sounding board for how the internship's going. So I had to chat to some of them. And I kind of, after like sort of mid to three quarters of the way through the internship, I chatted to them about how I think things are going and sort of which teams I'm liking. I'd spoken to a few other teams. So I, 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 I kind of, surface the question is I'm not sure if I'm going to fit the best with this team although I really like the people I'm not sure if it fits the best for my skill set and I don't think I, I don't I wonder if I could contribute in a different way so that got the ball rolling and then some senior people um, I built kind of built up a bit of a relationship with them so they knew me a bit well so they introduced me to some more people I got to know quite a few different people from across the, in, in strats from across the firm and eventually, when it came to sort of the decision-making process about offers and stuff, I was able to essentially leverage that network to get an offer from a team, which I didn't directly intern with, which is totally fine because um, if you look at it from the firm's point of view, they want you to be in the place where you're going to add the most value and be the happiest and sort of contribute the most. So from everyone's point of view, they're happy with that. So it's, a, it's an example of how you, you shouldn't go to an internship just do your project, only interact with the, you know, immediate team and just try to do your project perfectly. It's, it is really, really important to um, sort of utilize your network, build a network, speak to as many people as possible and try to think, okay, can I really see myself doing this job full time for the next two, three years? Or is this the best role? Or where's my fit the best? And then try to use a network internally, or then you can at least then you know which roles are the best suited to you. Perfect. That's really useful. Um, I'd say what one a couple more questions. I think what about Goldman Sachs really convinced you to really take on the full time offer? Was there any part of the firm that you really enjoyed? Did you feel like you gelled with the people and the culture really well? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. So Goldman has a very interesting media perception. Probably it's not such a positive one, but I, I honestly can say I had the opposite perception to what the traditional stereotypical media perception is. I really liked the people there on the whole, everyone was like super nice, friendly. They were busy, but even despite being busy, most people or almost everyone would take the time out to sort of speak to you and try to get to know you in some way and like help you along the way. 
So I really like the people. So the, the story I just said about how I was able to leverage my network to sort of meet other teams and ultimately get an offer from a team that I didn't intern with, I think is a testament to sort of the culture of the firm and the sort of internal mobility in the firm, which I really enjoyed. And there's, if, if anyone's interested, there's a documentary made last year about Goldman Sachs called, uh, I think, GS at 150, celebrating the 150th anniversary, which it delves a bit deeper into the fabric of the firm the history and sort of what's kind of curated this culture of apprenticeship and learning, um, which having interned there, it did kind of resonate with me quite well. So I really liked the culture there. And I think that did convince me that this is a place that I could see myself working for at least the imminent future and beyond. Perfect. So we've got one more question and that's more to do with the current situation. So how have you found that the pandemic's really affected you and your start dates or your beginning of your training program and um have you found working from home yeah i mean i don't think anyone thought like five months ago six months ago that this is going to be the state of the world at the moment so yeah it, it's massively impacted so usually goldman analysts go to like new york for training so obviously that's cancelled um, and obviously the training would ordinarily be in person and now it's being delivered like electronic like over zoom essentially um, so it's a massive impact and it, it's really kind of weird. Uh, it, it seems really weird that you can't sort of like see people, talk to people after that. So your class ends, Zoom meeting over, and then you can't sort of go after out of the class and chat to people about what's going on. It's it's a bit more difficult to connect with people in a sense. That, that would be my main sort of um, thing that I've thought about in the sort of two weeks since I've joined. Um, it's it's a bit more difficult to sort of connect with people, but I think that, again, linking back to the previous question, this is when like it's in, even more important to sort of build a network. It, it's it's even more difficult, but it's even more important therefore. So I've tried to sort of get in touch with people for my internship and tried to get tried to get to know some people on the inter in, on the new analyst cohort a bit probably more actively than I would have done ordinarily just because of the manner. The, the situation currently but uh, hopefully things should be getting back to normal hopefully in the near future um and should be much better than it is currently perfect well i think i can say safely on behalf of the committee and our membership we'd like to extend our thanks to you for taking time out well, i'm sure it's a very busy schedule to speak to us and our membership about your experiences at cambridge and the advice you offered and through your experiences at Goldman Sachs and BNP Paribas, and we wish you the best for your future. Thank you very much, Nishan. No worries. Uh, thanks for having me. And if anyone has any questions, you can um, ask Kupis for my email, or you can send me something on LinkedIn. I'm happy to help. Thank, Thank you very much.